Hey guys, I'm your host Olivia and you're listening to another episode of BCT. We are a Christian podcast that enables you guys to hear all different testimonies from people in the church. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe and follow us on all the social media platforms so you never miss another episode. Okay, so today I am joined by Dave. Hi Dave. Hi. You okay? Very well, thank you. Good, I'm glad. Right, so just tell me a little bit about yourself, your likes, your family and what you do for a living. Okay, uh, I'm Dave, I'm... uh past the age of 21, actually past (laughs) the age of 71. Um, I'm an engineer, uh, controls and instrument engineer um, for a living. I'm married to the beautiful Linda, Mm -hmm. a gift from God. And I'm autistic, highly autistic, very uncomfortable in social situations. Mm. Uh, And uh, God has blessed me, I'm still working for a living. I've got four children and um, numerous stepchildren and step-grandchildren and also a great-grandfather. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> How many are in your family altogether, do you know? <laughs> um, four children, um, four grandchildren, one great-grandchild, <laughs> two stepchildren, they're oh married, and Linda's got three great-grandchildren and wow. two grandchildren. So too many to count. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd have to take my socks off to start counting. <laughs> right, so what about your childhood then? What did that look like? Um, born into a, a very loving family. Um, one of my aunts always called us a nice family. Didn't appreciate it really because um, I didn't know I was autistic until maybe a few years ago. Um, but... I grew up in a Catholic uh, household, at least my mum was a staunch Catholic. Mm -hmm. So that gave me the advantage of knowing Jesus was real, if nothing else. Um, But I was a child of the 60s, and I think the the one word that marks the 60s is rebellion. And (laughs) I was rebellious. I was into it by the time I was 17. I was into everything I shouldn't have been into. And I'm not going to go into the details, but if you could guess awful, you'd guess right. So, Mm. yeah. Um, I was probably a card-carrying atheist by the time I was 18. And uh, that continued until I was 35. Wow. Yeah. So what about the moment then when you accepted Jesus? That that was really odd. I got at his hand on me. I, I was working uh, on, a, on an oil rig in the middle of the Persian Gulf, exactly halfway between Iran and Dubai. Mm. And um, no time for religion or religious people. My idea of Christians was Flanders in, in, in The Simpsons, you know. I, yeah. I, nice people, but don't bother me with that sort of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And then one day a Canadian guy joined uh, the rig and his name was Chester and he was, uh, he'd been a boxer for the Canadian Navy and a pretty good one as well. He, he, he was built like a mountain and he, he, his arms and his hands were covered in tattoos. <laughs> but he yeah. was a born again Christian. Wow. Now I thought that was some weird American cult. And then uh, one day I just happened to get talking to him and he said, no, no, he said, That's, you've got to be born again to, to get to heaven. Oh, that sort of 
did something because I, I mm. although I was brought up a Catholic, I, I thought like most people, um, come the day of judgment, mm. if there was a God, then he'd look at all the good things and all the bad things. And I, I, yeah. I you know, I was a pretty good guy, really, at least in my own head, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, then uh, Chester started to tell me a few things. You know, I said, well, how do you know your church is the right one then? And uh, he said, well. The, he said, I was an atheist, and somebody asked me that exact question. He said, when I was sailing home, he said, I was on a battleship going to the uh, eastern mm-hmm. seaboard of Canada. And uh, this this man told me, this other sailor said, if you find the right church, the devil will try and keep you out of there. Said, oh, yeah, all right. Then. So I said, what happened? He said, well, we we, uh, we met my family. He said, my, my wife, my son, my father. We, we met in this town where the... The, the navy uh, shipyard was mm-hmm. and we were going to go to church on the sunday morning and pack the uh the, the vehicle ready to go and he said i couldn't find the, the keys to the car and he said i handed high and low stripped it uh, you know looked in the room said, no problem we'll go in my father's car went to start it wouldn't start completely flat he said when it was too late to go to church went back into the room and there were the keys on on the middle of an empty coffee table mm. And he said, I, I called my family and said, right, who'd done this? But mm. he said, I knew by their faces, they, they were frightened. They they wouldn't have dared do that. You know, you wouldn't have argued with Chester. If a fight broke out, you'd one of you on his side, you know? Yeah. So, I, <laughs> yeah. I said, did you eventually get to the church? Yeah. So, meanwhile, I'd moved house. I'd, uh, I'd moved into uh, the house I'm living in now, actually. Oh. And uh, the lady who, who sold me the house came up on the morning we moved in and said uh, I'll give you a hand show you everything where it was what have you help you make tea and yeah and as she was leaving about an hour later she said oh by the way your neighbours are born again Christians I said I wouldn't have bought the house off you if I'd known that (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we we invited said born again Christians to the housewarming party and uh, flowing with alcohol and marijuana and the roof was bouncing (laughs) with the music till two in the morning (laughs) but they didn't say anything you know he he brought his guitar and uh, completely non-judgmental so I thought Mm. nice couple you know nice guy (laughs) of course they were praying hard for me (laughs) anyway um, bearing in mind Chester's story I said to to Jim I said did you ever uh, do you have any trouble getting to that church? He said, why do you ask that? Oh, no reason, I lied. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, I, the day I decided to go to church, I went to get a drink of water the Sunday morning. And he said, I, I still can't explain how it happened. I put the glass on the draining board. It bounced off, hit a doorknob on the way down, broke, and a shard of glass cut an artery. He said, I couldn't go to, to church. My word. Yeah. So I said, did you get there the following week? He said, I did, but I realised there were forces trying to stop me. So I said, what do you mean? Jim had been playing in a band and uh, him and his wife had travelled the world. Mm. He said, well, I I left the house without having a drink of water. He said, and coming up the path was a friend I hadn't seen for 10 years from Australia. My word. I said, what did you do? (laughs) He said, I, I realised, he said, there were things out to stop me. So I thought, well, go and sit down, make yourself a cup of coffee. I'm going to be back in two hours. He said, I made sure I got to the church. And I said, oh, yeah. So I'm still on the rig, still, mm. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'm reading the Quran of all things. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm in an Arabic country, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wanted to understand the culture a bit. So, anyway, the guy next door to me, he's uh, he'd been in the SAS and uh, he spoke Arabic and very, very clever guy. Not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you would, wouldn't have guessed he was a warrior to look at him, but. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, um, not like Chester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he came in, can, can I come in for a chat? Yeah, what are you reading that rubbish for? I said, what do you mean? He said, you should read the Bible. Oh, wow. You know, this thing's starting to happen here. I said, well, isn't that just another load of rubbish? No, he said, it's a complete history of Israel and how they relate to God, and it's very accurate. I said, yeah, but isn't it, you know, all those, these and those, and you can't understand it? No, he said, you can get a university translation. <laughs> get, get an Oxford Bible, he said, and it's, you know, get a modern translation. All right. So uh, there was no Amazon in those days. I phoned home and told my wife, look, I, I, get me a Bible. And well, she nearly fell off her chair. <laughs> <laughs> you want a Bible? I said, yeah, yeah, I want a Bible. So, so uh, I, I get, said Bible and um, I thought right I'm going to try and read it mm -hmm. so I start at Genesis 1-1 and I get to Genesis 5 and Genesis 5 to me then was the most boring thing I'd ever read <laughs> Adam begot Seth Seth begot Keenan and on and yeah. on <laughs> and I, oh. I've since discovered Genesis 5 is one of the most fascinating books in the Bible, is hidden secrets in it. There we are. But <laughs> here I was, <laughs> still a pagan, <laughs> and reading Genesis 5 in bed. And I said, oh, no, God, I can't be bothered. You know, this can't be the word. But instead of doing that, I looked up, I closed this brand new book, and I said, if this is your word... And you want me to read this, you pick the page that I start. So I closed the book and I threw the book up in the air and it landed on the sheet and it landed on Matthew 1, the first chapter of the New Testament. Yeah. I thought, well, that could be a coincidence. Um, being autistic, I'm fairly good at arithmetic. So there's one in 1,400. That's, if you make that happen again, that's over one in two million. So. This time I closed this brand new book again and dropped it the other <laughs> side of the bed from a height. Mm. Looked over it. There it was, Matthew chapter 1. My word. I said, okay, this is getting almost beyond the realms of chance. Let's make it impossible. I picked the book up and I threw it the length of the bedroom. <laughs> I've got a massive bit, six metres long. You can get a snooker table in my bedroom. Oh, my, my wife, yeah, my wife won't let me. <laughs> anyway, um, I got out of bed, went over to the wall, and there was the book open on page one of the first chapter of Matthew. And I thought, okay, wow. you obviously want me to read this chapter. So I started reading Matthew 1. And within a few paragraphs, I realised it's exactly the same as Genesis 5. It's a <laughs> genealogy. It's the genealogy of Jesus. But I thought, well, I, I cannot ignore the, these odds of over one in a billion. Mm. So I read it to the end, and the last verse blew me away. Been brought up a Catholic, and the Catholic Church teaches that 
Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a virgin till the day she died. But here, the last verse of the Bible says that's not so. It says Mary didn't have relations with her husband until she got the baby home. The religious people have lied. The word of God doesn't say what religious people say it says. Mm. So I started to read it. And then I thought, right, I've got to get to this church. So I'm home. And at that time, I was working six weeks out in the Middle East and then two weeks home. And I could only get uh, one Sunday and eight to get to church. So I thought, right, Sunday, I'm going to go to this church. I'd, I'd lived in the Malaysian jungle before I lived in Dubai. So I'd lived in Asia for 10 years, eating mm. all sorts of food. Sunday morning, came five o'clock, I had to rush to the bathroom. My stomach was churning. I didn't come out of the bathroom till 11 o'clock. <laughs> I thought, of course, the ringing in my ear. Mm. If, if you find the right church, the devil will try and stop you going. I thought, oh. Eight weeks before I can get to the church... It was the Elim Pentecostal Church down in Southfields. Mm. So I thought, I'm planning. And I go back to work, asking Chester more questions, awkward questions. I didn't like his answers because they're going to mean I'm going to have to change my lifestyle. <laughs> but anyway, I thought, well, if he's right, this lifestyle, this life is going to be a little bit shorter than the next one. So <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, eight weeks go by. And I thought, right, I am not going to eat anything or drink anything the whole of the Saturday. I fasted for the Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Rung Jim on the Saturday night. He said, Jim, are you, my next one, are you going to church in the morning? No. I said, why not? He said, it's flooded. One in winter, those <laughs> pipes are, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Another eight weeks before I could get to church. So, anyway. I eventually got to the church. It was completely strange to me. Uh, there was nobody wearing funny white robes mm. and talking in silly high voices. So I thought, oh, this is, this is really odd. And um, the service started. They sang a few praise songs and uh, the pastor got up and he said, God hasn't given me the word this morning. Has he given it to anybody else? I thought, Wow. Is he saying what I think he's saying? God speaks to people today. And a guy at the back of the church got up. He said, I think God's given the word to me today. It was um, Brian Collinbone, Tony's father. And he got up and he spoke from Luke, the uh, parable of the, the prodigal son. Yeah. And as he spoke, I, I just knew God was speaking to me. And, wow. and towards the end of it. I, it was like somebody was chewing a knife around in my stomach. You know, He, he, he said, look... He said, the Father's asking you to, to turn back to him and he'll forgive you everything. Just ask for forgiveness, turn back to the Father. Uh, it was all I could do not to cry, you know. I was sitting there, hard as nails. Uh, and I looked behind and Sandra, my next-door neighbour, sitting there and there's tears running on her face and she said, you know who is speaking to you, don't you? And I said, i got no doubts whatsoever. But I didn't make a commitment that day or the next day. But it just played on me. And yeah. three days later, I knelt down in my bedroom and I said, God, I'm sorry. From now on, this life is yours. But you, your question was, what difference did Jesus make to you? What was well, the question again? That's my next question. 
I didn't associate God and Jesus together, you know, for the yeah. first few years. I knew Jesus was there, and yeah. I knew he was God from, from my Catholic upbringing. Mm. But all of my prayers were to God, and I, I didn't uh, didn't appreciate really. I, I knew I was saved by the cross as well, you know, by the blood. But I, I don't know why that was out of my head for a, a few years. All mm. my prayers were to the Father. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so when when did you discover that Jesus is an equal massive part in your life i i discovered jesus was a massive part in my life um very early on that that okay. year i got saved yeah, yeah? but I, I had trouble um i knew, knew jesus was god mm. but i always had trouble with was jesus actually equal to the father mm. probably until a few years ago actually yeah wow. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I, I just thank God for his patience now. He was incredibly, I, I mean, it was just amazing the lengths he went to that I would hear the gospel. Because this guy that had come from the Canadian Navy, as soon as I got, st uh, he, he didn't even know I, I, I'd got saved. Yeah. For 30 years, I, went, I managed oh gosh, to get it. 30 years. Yeah, he left before I got saved, but God had sent him. And it, it literally, all the way around the planet, it's from, from Canada. The Persian Gulf wow. is about as far from Canada as you can go. And God moved one man halfway around the world to to let me have the yeah. gospel. He was the right man. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it, it, it just it still blows me away that yeah. uh, God would do that. <laughs> you blow my mind. <laughs> for me, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, just fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. So how has becoming a follower of Jesus then maybe change your vision or aspects on how you live your life? Oh, completely. Completely, totally yeah. and utterly. I, I mean, the first thing, I mean, everybody said, you, you give your life to Jesus, you give your life to God, and your, your life will change. You'll have a blind flash. Well, none of that happened. Mm. Yeah, and I, I went back to work and I thought, wow, this is really odd. You know, I, I, I haven't experienced anything that anybody would said. And... One day we were sitting in the control room on the rig and a new guy had joined us from Texas and uh, he said, um, listen, he said, we're not fairly well off here. We're, you know, he, he said, I don't know what any of you guys earn, but, you know, you're working offshore on an oil rig and mm -hmm. you must be doing okay. He said, what we should do is have a charity and we should contribute to it in some way. And I said, yeah, that's a great idea. I said, why don't we have a swear box? And every time somebody swears, we put a pound or a dirham or a dollar in. And, yeah. And this new guy said, yeah, that's okay for you. He said, you don't swear. And I nearly fell off my chair. I, sp I, I spoke four languages, English, Welsh, lying and swearing. <laughs> and I lied about the Welsh, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I I haven't sworn for a week, and I didn't try to give it up. I just, my mouth had been healed. And something else I noticed was, I, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I, 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 I could put half a bottle of vodka away in a session, no problem at all. I, I completely lost my desire for drinking spirits. In fact, I've got, uh, that was 35 years ago, and uh, I had a collection of whiskey and brandy and all sorts. Mm. Uh, most of them are still there. 
Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I haven't given them alcohol. I still like a glass of wine. I still like a, a beer. Yeah, I yeah. don't get drunk. But uh, yeah, that disappeared. Six months later, a large block of Afghanistan herbs on my bathroom window mm-hmm. remained unsmoked and I flushed them down the toilet. What are they? I don't need that in my life anymore, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, I th- things started to change, yeah. Not everything for for the good. My wife um, got baptised. I got baptised. Um, but then one day my wife said to me, you used to put me first, but now God's first. And I thought, well, I never put you first. I always put me first, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I put me first, second, and third. <laughs> you came up with a fourth. At least you're second now. You've moved up two places. You know? But uh, anyway, I'll cut a long story short. She divorced me for being a Christian. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Looking back on it, it was, yeah, God's hand on me. Mm. That was a blessing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, God just started blessing me beyond measure and understanding, you know. I, the, the other thing, how oh, my life changed enormously. I, I couldn't get up in the morning for work. I, I, I was a professional sleeper late for work, you know. <laughs> I got threatened with a sack twice in, in various jobs. Really? For, yeah, for sleeping late. The day I went back to work, I had... I used to wake up at four o'clock every morning and go up onto the, the helicopter deck, no helicopters that time of day, and, and pray. Mm-hmm. I desire to read the Bible constantly and, and pray early in the morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've still got that. I, um, it's not always four o'clock in the morning, but. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would if God told you to, didn't you? you know? yeah, but yeah. It, it was just such a, an enormous change for something yeah. you couldn't wake up in the morning. And again, it wasn't something I'd done, mm. you know. And then have that desire to just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Have that desire Bible. to communicate with yeah. and get with God and and yeah. read His Word, you Build know. Build your relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, and because I was in the Middle East as well, as you know, you, there's not much to do there really. Mm. And so I, I, I could, well, I read the Bible in six months, you know. Mm. Yeah, the whole lot and started again, and you know. Yeah, yeah, I could study the word as well. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I hope you really enjoyed this one because I, I know I definitely did. I loved getting to know you and your story. It's incredible. Um, let us know what you thought and if you have any suggestions on questions or topics that we can talk about. Uh, you, remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms and just keep up with any updates we may have. Uh, bye for now. Bye. <laughs>